Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. On this podcast, we talk about lasting healing from divorce, trauma, and loss through Jesus Christ, because healing and true redemption have already been extended by a good God. Sometimes he's inviting us to partner with him and receive that healing for ourselves. My name is Ellie Hope Collins, and I'm the host of this podcast, founder of HopeReclaimedMinistries.com, and a coach for individuals healing from divorce, trauma, and loss. In 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair, and I was totally broken. Although I was desperate for a restored marriage, that's not what happened. But it wasn't until I chose to go back to every restaurant, listen to every song, and relive every memory that reminded me of my marriage and truly surrender everything to God that I really began to live a reclaimed life. And I'm now on a mission to help men and women just like you see true and lasting healing through Jesus. Whether you're experiencing the painful effects of divorce, grieving the death of a spouse, or beginning to accept the loss of a dream, you're in the right place. Complete healing and restoration is possible. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. Today, guys, we have a very special guest. Her name is Betsy Morris. She has walked through healing from divorce as well as healing from cancer, and she just has a powerful testimony. And what she's going to be sharing about is eliminating these things in our life that keep us from healing, kind of creating space and freedom for the Lord to sit with us as we heal. Betsy is a life coach. She is a yoga instructor, a mom, and she just has a wonderful heart for service for people. And so if you are resonating with this, and if you are interested in having Betsy help in your life in this area, please reach out to Betsy. You can find that information in my show notes. Let's jump into this episode with Betsy Morris. Enjoy. Betsy, this is such a pleasure. Thank you for being on today. Thank you for having me, Ellie. I am really looking forward to seeing what God uh, brings out through our conversation today. Amen. Absolutely. Um, I think it's very interesting. I mean, we, we have the same name with different nicknames, which I think is pretty great. We're both Elizabeths an amazing biblical character who I am so blessed by. I think it's so interesting that you, you don't go by Elizabeth either. I, I go by Ellie, obviously, and you go by Betsy. Yes. Has that always been the case for you? So, yes. Uh, my parents named me Elizabeth, but from moment number one, I was called Betsy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was, that was pretty much the case for me too. But, but I've definitely... Um, I've definitely picked up a lot from, from Elizabeth in the Bible and her faithfulness and her dedication to the Lord. Um, so I just, I think that that's, that she's an amazing character. And, um, and you have, you have such a story of God's redemption, very similar to, to Elizabeth in the Bible. And I just want to, I want to dive into this story. Um, but first I would love for you to just share a little bit about what fills your days now, um, what, what is life like for you in Texas? So life in Texas, God is really in charge of my path right now. I thought I was heading in the direction of um, writing a blog. And so I hired a website de- uh, designer. So she's helping me do that. Um, but some other things have have come uh, birthed from the story of the past 15 years. Um, And so really every day is uh, starting with centering myself 
and seeing where God is going to lead me for that day. I have three kids. I have two in college and one at home. Awesome. And he is with me half the time. And so I kind of use that time for connection with him. Yeah. And then when he's not home, it's me and my quarantine puppy. And <laughs> what God, kind of dog do you have? Oh, she's a golden doodle. Oh my goodness. I Ten love the golden old. doodles. And she is just like joy incarnate. She's just awesome. That is the best. Dogs are incredible, aren't they? She has been a great, um, kind of like bringing me back to a place of joy after yeah. lots of years of hard. Wow, that's so. that's amazing. I'm so glad that you have her. And I'm, and what a gift to be able to to have your son and have that connection time with him. And and it seems like the Lord is also using that in between time the half of the time when you don't see him to propel you forward in a calling that's beyond parenting. That is absolutely true. And it is funny that that, um, God gave me that message when we were separated and I was struggling with, um, being apart from my kids. I'd been Hmm. a mom. Um, my ex, had been uh, supporting the family, yeah. working, working many nights. Um, and so really my kids were my world. And when we separated and we kind of eased it in, eased into what became half and half time. But, oh, that was excruciatingly painful to be separated from them, especially from the youngest who was, um, 10 at the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That must've been so painful, but I needed the space for the work that God was doing within me. Right. That became really clear. And, um, that knowledge and recognition has been a gift in working with, uh, friends as they go through divorces and go through that same morning of loss of time with their kids um, right. to take the different perspective, to see what God is doing in their lives and that it can be, if we choose the perspective, a time where God is renewing and healing us with our focus, not distracted because the kids are taken care of elsewhere, yeah. mm-hmm. we can focus. We can put that mm-hmm. uh, oxygen mask on ourselves rather than panicking while we're trying to put it on our children. God has done so much in my life and through the space that was created yeah. with their absence, physical absence. Yeah. It's almost like what, what you're saying is you, you couldn't distract yourself with caring for them so that you had an opportunity to heal yourself in that time. And we are, we are getting ahead, but I love it because that's such an important point, I think. Um, and, but, but what I would love for, we'll backtrack a little bit and I would love for you to 
share this story with my listeners. Obviously, a lot of people that listen to this podcast have gone through divorce and um, bad breakups, um, and and many have children. Some do not. Um, but the common denominator of this podcast is is pain and and processing pain with Jesus and stepping into that to allow him to fill with his healing and his goodness. And your story is so powerful in this because it's also about, it's also about other pain. Um, and now it's also about empowering and giving space for other women who are healing from similar things, both physically and emotionally. And it's powerful. So, so if you would just take just take some time and, um, and share a, a bit about your story. Okay, I can do that. Um, born and raised in Texas, went to college here, got a degree in psychology, went back to Houston where I was raised and mm -hmm. worked for Child Protective Services in, um, that's, you know, working with families yeah. that are experiencing abuse and neglect, decided that I wanted to get my master's in social mm -hmm. work. So I worked and got my master's at the same time. And um, right around in there, uh, went to one of my best friend's weddings and met the man that I would marry um, and later divorce. But, um, but I was dating somebody else and he was dating somebody else okay. and then ran into him again right after, probably like a year, year and a half, um, after I first met him, I ran into him a week after I had broken up with my boyfriend. Gotcha. And then there was an instant connection, but a lot of chaos within me. Absolutely. Because I knew I needed to heal, but I didn't want to let go of something that was so refreshing and fun and new and like filled holes that really needed to be looked at. And yeah. <laughs> but I did not. Isn't it easier just to run to this new shiny thing? <laughs> I ran to the new shiny thing. Yeah. We married a couple of years later and uh, shortly thereafter had uh, the first of our three children, had a daughter and then um, had two sons. You know, marriage isn't as easy as it looks in the movies. Mm -hmm. And um, he was building a business and I had three kids under the age of six and things just were a struggle. And so um, we got to somewhere in my thirties and marriage was hard. And um, then in 2007, I had a melanoma on my face and God used that to start working on self-esteem and not vanity um, because I wouldn't have said I was vain, but I really just on self-esteem and that everything is not, your sense of self is not dependent on the package that you, your soul is cased in. Hmm. Yeah. So some, some big work started back with that. Yeah. And then um, in 2009, one of my best friends and my best friend's daughter 
So my best friend's daughter, who was best friends with my daughter, um, yeah. was diagnosed in brain can- with brain cancer. And, um, you know, our whole little community of friends was really rocked by that. But at that same time, God was working within all of us. Caleb became a daily part of our life and, you know, vacation Bible school for the kids and the little kids were making CDs of Christian songs to share inspiration. I wrote on the Caring Bridge site with my friend's sister mm-hmm. to really prayerfully connect our community and encourage wow. everybody. And it was the seed planted within me at that time that writing might be something God wanted me to do because I experienced his words that were not mine coming through me and touching other people. Um, That's a powerful experience when you, when you feel like you are like a vessel for God's words in a way it's, it's powerful. And it's like, Oh, this actually really wasn't me. Um, and it makes you want to do it more. (laughs) It makes you want to open that connection. Yes. Like, okay, I gotta, I gotta position myself in a way to be able to hear this. And where can I be to be able to have this happen more often? Yeah. That's powerful. Yes. So, so that was definitely part of the the puzzle. Mm. So she passed away in 2009 Oh, so she got sick in 2007. She passed away in 2009. Oh, I'm so sorry. But you can see God working in all of our children. Hmm. Like years later, these girls that were her age are in high school and they are dedicating their service projects, service projects that honor kids going through cancer and what their Mm -hmm. needs might be. And all of this service came out of the life of that little girl. It's amazing. Um, and so that has been beautiful to behold as an adult yeah. looking at these, these kids um, impacted by her a decade later. Wow. That's incredible. It's not, it, it's not God's plan, but it's how, how God uses it for good. How yeah. he redeems. Yeah how he redeems that loss. So, so that seems like that was a very um, impactful time for you. Absolutely. I would have said that I was a spiritual person before, but there was a deep that occurred in that experience that um, was absolutely necessary for all that was to come. Hmm. Um, or in 2010, so a year after her, her death, um, I, or a little more than a year, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Imagine sitting down with your children who lost oh my gosh. a friend to cancer and having to say that word to your own children and somehow make them feel okay that their mom wasn't going to die too. Right. But... Clearly, I was fine. I uh, was very early. I had a double mastectomy at the age of 41, a few weeks after my 41st birthday. Um, And however many months after that, had reconstruction. And um, all of this time, 
the marriage is hard, the cancer was a reprieve, um, but of course not a solution to the problems that were there. Hmm. Um, within the marriage. That were there within the marriage, yes. Yeah. And so um, another year passes and I fall skiing and break my leg. And so, oh my gosh, Betsy. <laughs> it's and like it, when it rains, it pours. Why did you go skiing? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. So in a 15-month period, my yeah. body is taken out. Oh, man. And then my lower body is taken out. And I'm, you know, on crutches for eight to ten weeks. That's a long time. When That's I'm a long not, time. When I'm not supposed to be using my, my arms or my chest right. to carry my body weight. Um, wow. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what that would have been to your physical body, obviously, but to your emotional state as well. I, those were some, um, you know, dark night of the soul type, yeah. type days, wilderness, uh, searching for food. Mm -hmm. and uh, yet I can go back in my journals. Thank goodness I kept them. Um, or, you know, that I was in the practice of, yes, of journaling myself into a journal. Um, and what is so remarkable is I can see so tangibly God becoming more and more a part of like how I function in a day. So in 2008, the journals may have been just pouring out grievances, hopelessly. Yeah. Um, by 2013, um, God brought me the verse Romans 12:2 through a Caleb verse of the day. You know, in a pretty little, pretty little yeah. theme. Romans 12.2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Mm. I remember seeing this, sitting at a light, taking my daughter to school and being so willing to surrender to be a new person because wow. I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. And the only... Um, way I could imagine is that God would have to drive this ship. Yeah. And so I made it my screensaver and <sighs> looked at it, you know, however many times a day I needed it. Yeah. And God's presence just showed up more and more so that my journaling was not so much. I think I went through the lamentations phase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was more of a conversation. Like, I see mm. you doing this. I see you doing this. I don't know where it's going, but if I keep seeking, I will find. I'm not great at quoting Bible, Bible verses, but they were just infiltrating my life. Yeah, yeah. And just all sort of like woven into the, the, the way that you're writing. It's so interesting. I'm a huge fan of journaling. I, I tell everybody to journal because it's such a great way of looking back and seeing the mile markers, these, these points of, okay, it was really bad there, but look at how far I've come now and look at where, look at where God's brought me and look at how 
even my, the, my tone changed in my writing. Um, but then just to document your life, it's very interesting too, <laughs> but it really sounds like that was a powerful point for you to see how much you've grown in your relationship with God and that you were actually becoming a new person before you found that scripture and then finding that scripture. And I love the NLT because it has such a way of, sometimes it just says it so like bluntly and in, in, you know, this new language that's that I, I just, I really like the NLT for that reason. And it just says to become a new person, like you'll be a new person. If you do this, it's not just, it's not just, um, you'll be different, but like completely new by the transforming work that God does in your mind. Whew. It's powerful. It is. It absolutely powerful stuff. It is so powerful. And I can look back and see the mile markers. I can yeah. see the actions that God was taking, even if I didn't really get it at the time. Yeah. There was something that made me write it down. Or I can can now remember and see like I can translate things differently. I can see it's it so amazing. Through. Um, through that. So, so it was at this time that you, you found the Lord in a new way and were really just willing to, like you had said, surrender to become this new person, but this wasn't the end of your painful journey. No, not at all. So, um, then 2014 was hard. I woke up one morning in 2015 and discovered that there was not really anything left to my marriage. There was a shell. Um, uh, it was my discovery day, as as you've called it. Mm-hmm. Um, the dream had said that the, everything else in the house had been dis- destroyed by fire. The, the shell of the house was there, but everything else was ashes or burning embers. And, um, you know, God had prepared me in that dream for what things really were. So the emotional trauma and pain just took another deeper level, but it really, I can look back now and see that it's God pulling off, cleaning the wound, pulling away the dead skin um, or the infection, like pulling away what was not needed or good for me anymore. Right. And, right. Not, and, you know, things that were not going to be redeemed by no choice of my own. You know, there are two people in a marriage and yeah. each of them gets to make their decisions about how they're going to, to treat that marriage. Um, by this time, by the end of 2015, I could say that I had done everything that I, that God had asked me to do within, um, trying to, to save the marriage. Um, but there was another dream in which we were both drowning and I couldn't save him because I was drowning also. And he Mm -hmm. couldn't save me because he was drowning. And, um, so it took some time to divorce and to kind of separate our, our Mm -hmm. lives. But, in doing so, I can absolutely speak for myself. God saved me and in so many ways took me back to 
an earlier, more hopeful form of me, um, showing me my, you know, that the mistakes had the, the mis not mistakes, the hard times had served a purpose that they yeah. weren't, that they weren't a mistake. There's no way I could say that my marriage was a mistake because this man, um, if I ever write a book, he will be the one that's dedicated to because he has taught me more than any other hmm. person um, about the power that God has to transform lives. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a powerful statement. I want to like, can we just stop on that for a second? Because that is that is not something we hear very often. Um, and, and there's, we, we, we only try on this podcast to, to be honoring of those people that, that even hurt us and be respectful, but to say that you would, that you would dedicate your book to him is a huge, that's a huge statement, Betsy. And, um, and wow, that, that's a testimony to God's healing that he has done in you because you were hurt. And that's not even to say that you're grateful for him is not at all to negate the pain that you went through, you know, like you, you went through the fire and man, but that shows the goodness of God in the midst of pain. And that has just been so evident. Um, I mean, the, the cancer and the broken leg and the discovery day, um, you know, I can still hear my cries echoing through an empty house. The pain of being separated from my children. Um, thank God I had another dog at that point. <laughs> she was, you know, a touchstone, a warm body. Uh, yes. God's loving presence, you know, that dogs take on. And it's interesting to, to hear, reflect back your story as, or insight on your story. Uh, because I have felt so clear that um, the path, the choices that I have taken were the only ones I could make to, right. to um, still love, love my um, ex-husband for the person that he is right. um, and can let go of the expectations that things would work would could have worked out differently. Um, I'm thankful for our marriage because of our children and also as much the transformative work God has been able to do in me through all of it. I, I mean, I remember there were times where a thought would go through my head, like I wouldn't change a thing because I couldn't be the mother that I needed to be to my daughter when she was pouring out her heart to me about something, if I had not gone through what I had gone through. Absolutely. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Isn't is that wild? wild? Because we're in it. When we're in it, it's so hard and it's so painful, but then you come out on the other side and you say, wow, I... I'm actually incredibly grateful and I would do it again because of where I am right now. And the fact that I can sit with someone in their pain, doesn't matter what it is. If it's, you know, a 12 year old experiencing, you know, 
disappointment at not getting picked on the team or something, but you can sit in that pain and say, it's going to be okay. And I, I know it's not right now. It's powerful. It shows that, 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 you know, and I want to, I want to tie it back to this verse that was so pivotal for you of, of God transforming us and making us into a new person, a totally new person, because that is what, that is his promise of what he does, not just his promise, but that is, that is actually what he did for you. And I think it's interesting in your story because this also took a very physical approach too. So in terms of your health, you experienced cancer, which is that, that word just very similar to divorce. It just reverberates, you know, it's like, it's this word that nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to say it. And when it is said, and for you in such a short amount of time, experiencing divorce and experiencing cancer, that must have been just life shattering. Um, so hard for you. I can't even imagine. But then on top of that, how God, what, what he did is he gave you the ability to, to remove, and like, like you had said, kind of strip away these things that you no longer need. Um, and, and physically, he did that with you in the way that you began a health journey through your cancer recovery. Is that right? Yes, that, that is right. So I'd lo- I would love for you to touch on that because of, because of how closely they're tied. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we can do that. One of my mom's friends sent me, uh, well, a couple of my mom's friends sent me some books. And maybe this was an article that she sent, but at some point, God brought to my awareness the connection between breast cancer and toxins in our environment. Um, it's so funny, the sorority that I was in in college, the, the service project each year was breast cancer awareness. So like God's even tying it, starting my story back there. Um, it's wild, it's wild. <laughs> it, it really is. So I'm like, okay, we do all this, you know, pink, pink stuff in October and we're talking about awareness but what I'm reading is telling me that we really need to be doing education and mm. we need to have a better understanding about the relationship between the bodies that God gave us and the way they are created influence that um, chemicals have on our bodies, um, a certain group of chemicals that are considered endocrine disruptors. So they become part of our bodies. And then like my cancer was estrogen uh, positive. So part of its creation was related to me having too much estrogen in my body and estrogen fosters cell growth. Therefore that can become cancer. That's a very simplistic yeah. uh, way to keep it. But um, I, the more research I did, um, the more I felt compelled to try to change my environment. Um, we already were a really healthy family eating wise, but, um, you know, like, uh, toxins are stored in fat. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we're going to switch to organic meat. And, um, 
in a position where I have to save financially, we could afford to switch mm-hmm. to organic meat. And um, so that wasn't a sacrifice. And I realized that not all families are in that position. Right. Um, we, I tried to serve more meatless meals. My ex-husband was not a big fan of that. And <laughs> also, you live in Texas. That's like, <laughs> that seems like very, not very aligned. Hard. Yes, very hard to do. Um, but it also led to choosing different personal care products, you know, yeah soap and shampoo and laundry detergent, um, cleaning, things that I use in the house to clean. I mean, it really was trying to um, clean up my environment. Um, At the same time that all this chaos is going on in my emotional and mental life in my marriage, what I could tangibly hold on was cleaning up my environment. trying to get processed foods or non-organic processed foods out of my family's diet. Right. Um, As the divorce came on, um, the focus switched to self-care and learning how to take care of myself. Um, And as I said earlier in the podcast, I had 50% of my time to learn how to do that. And it's just, that was a gift that again, I realized not everybody has. Um, and then at the tail end of, you know, the divorces is taking place. God has given me, you know, Romans 12 two. He is becoming, he is transforming me through my thoughts. Um, for whatever reason, the day before mediation started, I woke up and knew how to find a private yoga instructor to do yoga teacher training with. Um, I don't know how that happened. It is a God thing. It, cause it's something that I had looked into a couple of different times, but it also always took so much time and would require time away from the kids. And this way I did it when they were at school or when they were, were with their dad. I know some people have a hard time with yoga, but for me, it was the way that God slowed down my life helped me get into the quiet to learn how to quiet my mind and give him more platform within within which to speak, to create space. Uh, The teacher training program was very different from like the gym yoga that I had done. It was slow poses, slow transitions, holding, building strength, and my God, that is what God was doing within me. Absolutely. Isn't and that it, so true? <laughs> and it was so tangible. And once I realized the connection between what God was trying to teach me and the way this teacher did her training, um, it was a game changer. It was something hmm. that um, supported me through the 15 months that it took it, divorced. The quiet is now something that I have to have built into my day. Yeah. It starts off too, too fast and furious. I have to just put on the brakes yep. and quiet sit down yourself. and have the quiet and calm my 
calm my adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah. I, this is so interesting because we're just, I mean, so many things are coming to my mind because when you're going through, when I was going through, I'll speak for myself. When I was going through my divorce, there was, I, I'm just, I'm such a doer. I need to like do, and I love my to-do list and I love checking things off the to-do list. And there were these moments that the Lord was calling me to not do and just stay in the silence and stay. And it's so uncomfortable, but it's exactly what I needed. And I think that this is kind of similar to, to what you're saying. Um, I mean, and even in my life right now, I, I took a time off and I, I haven't been practicing meditation. And this month, the Lord said, go back to that, <laughs> um, practice meditation. And so I've been building up and I'm at 10 minutes right now. And that's like, I mean, I, sitting in silence and not doing anything, no app leading me in anything. And I'm just focusing on my breath. That's real hard. Like for 10 minutes, that is really, really hard. But God is teaching me so much in that of saying he's, he's in the stillness, he's in the silence and I don't even need to be praying. I can actually just be sitting in his presence and, and actually experiencing his love. Um, and that's one of those ways that we can just, that, that I think God is tearing away some of these things that we just don't need and leaving the space, um, leaving this space almost, almost uncomfortably empty for a time. I couldn't nod more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could almost hear it. <laughs> it is absolutely what I'm talking about. It's kind of like the Marie Kondo, you know, uh, about her in her book yeah. to, to leave empty shelves and empty drawers, yeah. to have empty space. In those years, I, I learned to do that. Of course, it's still not easy now. We can fall into those patterns so easily again, where... You're like, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this and this and the dog needs this mm -hmm. and needs this and, oh, I should check my computer, which is just a black hole of, oh, it's of, so true. of time. Um, but it is give God that space. And even if you don't have immediate clarity or some sense of immediate satisfaction or purpose or whatever you think might need to happen within you when you create the space and surrender your plans. When I surrender my plans, I'll take ownership um, and like my wants, not my, I mean, you know, my needs, God has absolutely provided for my needs, but not in the way that, I wanted, you know, so all, all of this, uh, you know, divorce took, uh, I think I was finally divorced, um, at the age of 47. Of course I have people in my life that are like, well, you need to be dating. You need to, to, to find somebody. Um, and I have dated a little bit uh, mm -hmm. with people that I really feel God crossed my path mm -hmm. with for a, a purpose. And for a time, a short time, but the bigger call has been to leave that space 
in my life as well. And for me, not to try to fill it, but mm-hmm. to allow God to um, taking me back to when I first met my ex-husband and some healing time in between those relationships would have been beneficial. But I got to do that on the other side of the relationship. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're seeing that opportunity there, which is, which is beautiful, even though it's been also painful, I'm sure. So for listeners that are, that are hearing this and, and thinking about, you know, that maybe they're kind of like me and they want to just stuff their schedule as much as possible and, and their, their time and um, even their physical space with, with a bunch. And I would love for, for you to share maybe, maybe a few tips and how to create some of this physical space, even if it's like, hey, maybe consider getting an all-natural cleaner. I mean, do you have any recommendations there for us? We, I would love to hear those, by the way. But, but to start this process of saying, I'm going to just hold off. I'm going to just make some space for Jesus and trust that he is going to fill it. Not just forcing him to fill it, but just let him do his thing. And if it remains empty for a little bit, that's perfectly fine. Well, the space, this, you know, creating space is kind of like putting on a new pair of glasses, like really trying to change your perspective. Um, I did a lot of it in terms of physical space. Um, I know that that you did some work in reclaiming and... um, I did some work in cleaning out and letting go of things that were a very physical um, connection between me and the the life I lived with my, my ex-husband. And I could keep something if, if the emotional connection was not going to be destructive to, to my, to my soul. Yes. Uh, So powerful. That was a physical way that I created space. It's also very like um, to bring Marie Kondo back into it. You know, she says thank you to the thing (laughs) and let it go. (laughs) Let it go. I didn't have the finances to like redecorate my house. So I took the books on the bookshelf and just turned all the bindings to the back. So I had a, a clean look for free. Yeah. Um, I like that look. I think that's great. (laughs) I did too. Um, The creating space for myself was harder because it required letting go of the, the busyness. Um, and when you have three kids, it's busy. Yeah. Um, but like kind of like that addiction to the busyness, addiction to the distraction, not thinking that self-care was like something that costs money. It does cost time. Yeah. But when it involves God and it is like sitting in God's presence and 
I mean, my day start would start with um, Jesus calling, mm-hmm. letting, you know, kind of giving that as an invitation. So um, I have lots of other books that I have also used for that purpose, but Jesus calling is absolutely still a part of my, mm-hmm. my day to put me in God's presence um, and then just build up time, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Um, You know, the thing about meditation is that for the rest of your life, it will be practiced. There's no definition of success. Yes. Just, it's the willingness. It's the surrender. Like, okay, God, here is, here is my time. Here is my presence. Here's my attention. Um, Even if it's just, I'm going to focus on my breath. Uh, I always mm-hmm. found it really helpful to like close my eyes and imagine my thoughts as a, as leaves on a river and just let them flow by. Yep. And if they're important, they'll come back. Yeah. Or if you think it's really important, like I have to write that down to say, thank you, God, for reminding me to <laughs> write that down when I'm done with this. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I quit listening to the radio in the car, even Christian radio, mm-hmm. uh, because it would just be time that was built into my schedule to be in the quiet and ask God what he was trying to say. Yeah. Um, and to, you know, give me ears to hear him. Yeah. Um. And then the, probably the only product that I would ever like so be on board to promote is a a cleaner cleaning system called Branch Basics, where you get a concentrate and then these different bottles that mix it, distilled water and concentrate for different amounts of concentration, but it cleans everything just the best thing and they do strange they have a great blog on natural like getting the toxins out Mm -hmm. of your house couldn't talk about their work enough wow that's Uh, awesome well we're we're not sponsored but i'm happy to be if they if they listen to this and would like to hop on board but that's that's amazing i just i just love this idea and this this visual of of you know, there's, there's this opportunity to clean out the yuck, get the yuck out, get the toxins out, both the physical real ones and the emotional ones and getting them out, eliminating them, and then just trusting that God is going to fill it with his presence and fill that empty space with what we actually need. I think that that is so I think that's, that is an important word for us to just leave space for that. And, and that's clearly what he did for you in this story and kind of where you're still sitting. There's, there's, there's empty space in your life that you seem to have contentment in, in being there. And I want to applaud you in that because that's a beautiful thing. You're, you know, you're, you, you haven't seen all of the fruit of God's promises in your life. Um, and I, I can see you still pressing into them, but living in a state of joy, 
even though you haven't seen all of them yet. And, and that's, that's so beautiful, Betsy. Oh, thank you, Ellie. I appreciate, I appreciate that so much. Well, I just was so thrilled to be on here today with you. Um, the hope reclaimed concept uh, and practice is such a powerful one oh, thank that you. God uses in our redemption. Yeah. Like redeeming days and memories and places and saying, you know, look what I've created. This is new. Yeah. This it's a is, new thing. It's mm-hmm. a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I do feel totally like a new person, not recognizing the, the woman that I see in the, the mm-hmm. journal. And yet I also know that, you know, the seeds of her were there. She just needed to... um experience her cross her you know you look at the cross and it's um jesus is jesus's transformation occurs he is rejected he suffers i mean beyond all measure of suffering and surrenders yeah and in that he is transformed and that's, I mean, you know, I realized that I think it came up in a Bible study that I'm doing right now. And I went, that is what the lesson, I mean, that's the lesson is that yeah. we will experience rejection. We will experience suffering. It looks different from person to person, but it is through that, that God redeems us and saves yes. us and transforms us in more in his image preach (laughs) i mean it just gives me goosebumps (laughs) yes that is exactly exactly it and it's it's in the surrender it's in giving it over to him and trusting that he is going to bring that goodness and the redemption out of the painful situation that's that's the beautiful thing and i've seen that he's he he did that in your life and he he's done that in mine and and you know that that's a word for somebody today that that there is redemption and and there is going to be like you said that that rejection that betrayal that heartache the cancer the the divorce that doesn't that is not god's will but he's going to use it for good and he's going to use it for his will and for our um our true redemption um and to be drawn closer to him it's just it's the truth it's the truth of the gospel right there gosh darn it (laughs) (laughs) oh man this blesses me so much we could talk forever betsy i i'm I'm just, I'm really excited about what he's doing in your life and through you. And um, it blesses me to, to know you for sure. I'm, I'm just really excited to see what else, what else he has in store for you. So thank you for being here today. Thank you, Ellie. I really appreciate it. <laughs>